When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, listeners, watchers, lovers, haters, mothers, fathers, whoever, welcome back. Welcome to that Dan Band Show. This is your host, Dan Shack, back with you for another episode here. It is June 28th, and there's a lot of DCI content coming out. We're all seeing the videos come out from preview shows. There's a lot of, uh, as usual, a lot of videos with the drum lines in the early season, um, getting an idea of what people's approaches and, and music's like. Obviously, we're also seeing a lot of show announcements roll out. So we will start to see, obviously, this, the streaming stuff here on Flow Marching, as well as we know, let's just be real, some of the other content trickle out onto the internet and uh we're going to just get an idea of where things are at and that's always an exciting time kind of like the equivalent of, of february and march for wgi we're here late june early july and um it feels like um christmas time getting to see um some of this content roll out but um i actually wanted to discuss a different topic here um, on the podcast today because i think there's other podcasts that are covering the DCI 2023 area, and I wanted to uh, pay attention to a little bit of a of a different uh, part of our activity here. So, um, as many people probably know that um, listen to the podcast, I got my start in drum corps when I was 14 at the Connecticut Hurricanes. That is an all-age corps um, that competes within Drum Corps Associates or DCA. So you'll hear kind of synonymously all-age, DCA, um, that's sort of the same thing. So I might slip back and forth between those um, during this episode. So don't be alarmed if I do. Um, but what I want to talk about today as not only someone who marched um, five years of DCA hurricanes, I marched the years 2005, through 2009 before going on and marching two years at the Cavaliers. Um, I also work with the Hurricanes now. I've been the program coordinator there in the Battery Arranger since 2020. So I have now taken a position on the other side of things in a design role, a little bit of an admin role, and just getting a sense of what this world is like, this all-age drum corps world that, to be honest, doesn't get a lot of attention. Um, we all pay a lot of attention to those top competitive groups. We pay a lot of attention to those top WGI groups, but there are other facets and areas of the marching arts 
that go a little bit underneath the radar. So I want to shine a little bit of light on what's going on there and just talk about what my impressions are um, regarding some changes to all age drum corps. So 531-23, so May 31st, um, DCI announces that DCA and DCI um, are announcing a partnership agreement for organizations 2024 and 2025 competitive seasons. So I want to... Uh, just show this article that DCI put out there that they published and um, just give you some of my thoughts. I'm, I'm going to read through it um, so that we just can all be on the same page and get an idea of what's going on here. And I, you know, as I go through and give some of my impressions that I'm always kind of going back into this article, trying to use it as, as a source of, of the information that is out there and, and trying to get an interpretation of what, what these things mean. So um, DCA and DCI will partner for the 2024 and 2025 competitive seasons to produce, promote, and expand the DCI all-age class. So DCA is going to now be known as a DCI all-age class. I really want to submit to someone, someone powerful who's listening. I really think DCO, DC Olden is a much better name. I think it's a funnier name. DCI all-age, yes, there are a lot of members, members um, rather, that are not old, but I think DC Olden is a better name. So I do want to throw that out there. And I do expect residuals if that's picked up by DCI. So let's go on. Under the agreement, DCA cores will perform under their own competitive rules while adhering to the operating policies of DCI with the goal of creating mutual success through the wide-reaching support and promotion of the unique opportunities provided through participation in all age drum cores and attendance at their events. Additional details of the newly established partnership will be made available later this summer. What does this mean? For the past several years, the board of directors of DCA and DCI have been collaborating on several fronts to sustain and grow the drum corps activity. This past winter, at the request of DCA, a proposal was presented by DCI CEO Dan Atchison and DCA President John Carr to DCA Corps directors outlining the potential framework of an all-age class plan. The proposal was reviewed and discussed at length and was ultimately approved by the DCA core directors for implementation in 2024. So here are the frequently asked questions. What was contained in the proposal? The proposal recommended the integration of DCA into DCI as an all-age class maintaining existing DCA rules, judging criteria and weekend-only format. That's an important one. Why was this proposal brought forward? Over the past decade, DCA has observed a considerable decline in the number of participating cores and a significant decline in championship ticket sales. DCA show sponsors have also been struggling to fill shows with a sufficient number of competing units to ensure the viability of the event. And those would be local shows that they're talking about at the end there. During the same time frame, DCI open class cores have sometimes struggled for performance opportunities. With both circuits sharing similar missions, this move is intended to leverage efficiencies to ensure greater success for all. 
How does this integration benefit the DCA circuit and DCA member cores? The partnership with DCI provides greater exposure for DCA cores to new audiences and provides access to key DCI resources, including event management expertise, participant health, wellness, and safety programs, potential partnerships, and an expanded market reach. What is DCI All-Age Class? Maybe this should have been the first FAQ. The DCI All-Age Class, aka DCI Olbin, will consist of current DCA member cores coordinated by existing DCA president, John Carr. The current DCA competitive rules will continue to apply to all DCI All-Age cores. DCI policies relating to operational areas such as safety, safe sport, music licensing, and other key areas will apply. Will the rules for DCA, DCI all age cores change? Currently, DCA rules will apply and are subject to existing rule change procedures. Maybe that will be some information rolling out later this summer, TBD on that. Will the performance schedule change? DCI all age cores will perform mostly on weekends as DCA has in the past. Championships will be moved from Labor Day to the second weekend in August in line with DCI World Championships. That is three weeks earlier, a notable bullet point. Where will DCI All-Edge Championships be held? They will be held in Lucas Oil Stadium on Saturday morning and afternoon in Indy prior to the start of DCI World Championships finals events. Let's remember that. How will this impact DCA cores financially? For most of the DCA cores, this change will represent an increase in costs due to expenses relating to travel and housing for world championships in Indy. And then last, will I be able to see DCI world-class, open-class, and all-age cores at the same show as future schedules are created? The goal is to fully leverage opportunities to showcase a diverse lineup of cores across classes to the greatest degree as often as possible within the existing parameters of the tour. And to close it out, additional info will be announced later this summer. In the meantime, make plans to attend, blah, 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 buy some tickets, here's the links, yada, yada, etc. So... From DCI's perspective, this is great. From DCA's perspective, this is great. This is great. This is the message that's going out. So I want to uh, provide my takeaways on the more positive side of things before I kind of level my critique and kind of some of my thoughts about how this will actually impact all its drum core versus how DCI and DCA are sort of marketing this integration. So combining DCI and DCA shows, this is great. I think if we are hosting a show, there's no reason to have barriers put up between, let's say, an all-age drum corps, open-class drum corps, and a DCI drum corps. And furthermore, I think that we could push this to include fife and drum corps, show-style bands, other non-traditional ensembles that aren't your conventional competitive marching ensemble. No problem there. More participation at shows trying to sell more tickets to a, a, an array of audience members, potentially cross-pollinating awareness between the fife and drum world, show bands, all these different styles of what we consider the marching arts. I see no issue here. This is something that I've talked about in the past, and I think this is healthy. And it's going to have to happen within reason because these types of cores exist within certain geographies, so DCA cores are going to be traveling to the Midwest if they're from Pennsylvania. They're going to do the Pennsylvania DCI shows, whether that be Allentown, whether that be um, Clifton, New Jersey, whether that be 
uh, Philly, when they do it at the soccer stadium, whether it be whatever, we have these DCI shows that take place in the Northeast corridor, and that's going to be easy access to the DCA cores. And DCA cores do mostly exist in that Northeast area. There are some in the uh, Cincinnati area or the Columbus area in Ohio um, and some others scattered throughout the Midwest, but we are mostly up in that Northeast corridor. Um, so let's keep it moving. I think the integration of the shows is great. It's fine. Um, providing DCA cores with stronger resources, infrastructure on policies and procedures is positive on paper. No issues there. Um, you know, whatever partnerships that DCI continues to procure with music licensing companies, that's great. I don't think it's a big deal for DCA to um, use those same those same infrastructure, same company. Um, same thing with Safe Sport. We already use Safe Sport. It just doesn't feel that different, and it's fine. It's great. That's all I had in terms of positives. So from here, I, I'm trying to look ahead and look at the realistic implications of the average DCA core now. There are certain cores like the Reading Buccaneers that are super high functioning drum cores with a ton of support from their alumni. They have a ton of history in their process, and ultimately they are doing well. They have a huge brass lines, filled out guard, like borderline could field a DCI world-class size drum core every single year. They're going to be fine. I think they are going to do very well. Same thing with a core like the Caballeros. Um, those two particularly stick out in terms of size and membership and, and sort of where they're just currently at with their cultures of their groups that I could see them going out to Indy and doing what some open class groups do, which is beating some of the lower tier world-class groups. And for Bucks to do that or for the Cabs to beat some of these groups, I don't have a single issue with. Those are two very high functioning groups that are doing great and they have the membership. So I think they're in a margin all their own. And a lot of this is looking at like the median or low end of the all edge drum cores and how they are going to be impacted. And a lot of this conversation is similar to how we look at the open class bracket and you see the SCBCs and the BDBs and the legends and some of those higher tier open class groups we are not looking at those like mid to low tier open glass groups. So I think there's a lot of kind of cross-referencing that could take place between the DCA groups I'm talking about and the open class groups that we have discussed on here before. So my first point, my first critique leveled against this integration that's taking place starting in 2024. Changing the end of the DCA season to three weeks earlier than it currently is will severely impact DCA Corps' ability to recruit young members who do not get out of high school until late June. Currently, our outdoor season starts in early May, but we don't really rev up into show learning until the bulk of our membership, which are kind of your high school age members, are done. So when we look at the way the season is laid out, if we're done Labor Day weekend, which is early September, we push that back three weeks, we're going to have to look at pushing the beginning of the season back three weeks, right? So now we're talking about every weekend starting to learn shows in that May period. And to be honest with you, I don't see how we are going to convince high school students who are either finishing high school and trying to graduate or scrambling, trying to do their finals. And we all know what it's like. It's just like a struggle to finish the year. And now we're going to ask them to engage more heavily and actively in the all age drum corps thing earlier I think that is a deterrent 
I think that is an unattractive quality of us moving our finals to DCI amongst others. So I don't see that as a positive, and I don't think that's going to happen automatically. We're going to have to shift our entire design phase earlier, which is fine. Like we're always trying to get done earlier and we're trying to have our timelines be tighter and make good adjustments year to year. So it's kind of whatever. I think it's more that expecting the bulk of our membership, who in my opinion are should be and are high school students, to ask them to activate at a higher volume earlier, I just don't see that. I don't think that that's something that we should expect from them. And I don't think that we are having a smooth enough of a transition. We're like just doing this year. And all of a sudden, once 2023 finals is done, we've got to shift our entire thing. Like, and, and when you think about that, actually, if we're done early September this year, we're going to have to essentially start our process immediately because we can't wait to understand how our timeline is going to have to lay out that's going to have to take place like i mean really it could take place during the season so note to self we should probably start thinking about how we look at our year and our season schedule and have to move it around now that we're at indy so is it impossible no i think the scheduling aspect is not really that much of a backbreaker but i think the expectation around procuring members and the realistic um, sort of outlook of who makes up our membership. I don't see this as a positive at all. I think just changing the time span of the season is going to be detrimental for sure. What else do I think is kind of going to go down from this change, this strategic partnership? Some DCA cores rely on DCI membership to fill holes once the DCI season is over. They jump in for those last three weeks. They're super strong. They're straight off tour. They fill a hole. That is not possible anymore because DCI and DCA are fully parallel timelines starting and ending at the same time. So now we're actually competing for the exact same membership. And anyone who's worked with open class cores, as I have, or even lower tier world class groups, as I have, know that members don't get cut from Blue Devils and go, okay, I'm going to march Crossmen. And if I don't make them, I'm going to march Cascades. And if I don't make them, I'm going to march an open class group. And if I don't make them, I'm going to march at DCA core members who don't make their dream core. A lot of the times will sit out the year. So I don't think that this becomes like a clearer pipeline. And in fact, now I see a little bit of a disadvantage to the DCA cores because they're not even going to be able to pull on that talent to fill holes. Now, I think that's irregular to have a DCI trumpet player from the cadets come fill a hole, let's say at Bucks. It happens for sure. Specifically, alumni of those DCA cores feel like they want to come give back and it's fun. DCA finals up to this point has been fun. I'm now wondering what it's going to be like in Indy. And I have more to say about that and how much fun we can expect from that. But I just think that, again, this is like pushing, you know, if we're talking about high school members, questioning their willingness to do this because it's earlier now and it's going to overlap with their year. Now we're talking about the DCI trickle when they're done. It seems questionable to me. I think we've now flagged at least two areas where we're losing members rather than gaining them, right? So let's keep it moving here. How will the DCA cores who are currently struggling financially and to compete locally and to do our finals at Rochester, New York, which is local to, you know, whatever percentage, 75 to 90% of the DCA cores, how are they going to afford now to travel to Indianapolis? 
what is this going to mean? So this partnership emerged from, quote, the considerable decline in the number of participating cores and a significant decline in championship ticket sales. I don't see how moving the finals for DCA to Indy is going to allow more cores to participate, right? Most of the cores are in a certain region on the East Coast of the country. We were able to, whether it be rent buses or drive ourselves to finals in Rochester, this is going to require renting buses, which if I remember between 2022 and 2023, went up around $10,000, um, at least at, at GMU for, for WGI. This is going to incur a significant cost to the core, right? Um, so I am really wondering about the misalignment in the messaging between this decline in tickets, decline in the cores participating, and then moving it to Indy and expecting that the brand power of DCI and that having DCA finals in the morning on Saturday is going to provide incentive for more member cores and more ticket sales. That is honestly insane. Like Michigan City, we did, I believe Open Class Finals was Thursday or Wednesday of DCA or of DCI finals. It was a separate venue. It was at night. It was like normal context to hold a championship show and I remember the turnout was decent for the audience it's not anything like Lucas Oil but now we're going to put the DCA cores at the beginning of the day on Saturday we can definitely not expect audience members to turn out for that I'm going to just go ahead and say that and I I really really stand by that and I have some some other points here but I I think ultimately we're taking the DCA finals from Rochester these cores are the big fish we go on at night we are the hero cores we're the most important cores we're the only ones there right it's all about all age and we are making the DCA cores even smaller fish in a massive venue that we have never competed in so I'm also wondering now these DCA cores that have not performed in a dome that's closed, how that's going to work. And honestly, looking at the size of the DCA cores, I could see the dome being a benefit to the acoustics and the presence. But when we talk about the balance and getting the electronics right, these are going to be cores coming in from years and years of performing outside. And now we're going inside and it's just a moving piece that it's going to take time to figure out. It's again, it's not going to just happen overnight. So I see that as a detriment to these cores that are just trying to get by, get to the end of the road, whether it ha be have competitive success or just go, we're not in the red. We are back in the black with our budget that we are not going to fall apart if a truck breaks down. This feels like a massive monetary wrench thrown into that expecting the cores to be able to pay. Does this mean that the cores are going to increase their fees? Um, an attraction right now to the students for DCA is it's local. So it's really affordable. It's accessible. And when we talk about access financially, we start to talk about access from a socioeconomic standpoint. We start to talk about access from a race gender, just diversity perspective, right? Which is like a huge message constantly coming out of WGI, constantly coming out of DCI. DCA is really the circuit doing it the best because they really only are local. And I think WGI probably comes in next in terms of the expectation of the group and the fees that, that it costs to get a group down the road. Now, obviously WGI, you have to travel to get to WGI finals for the West Coast groups. That's always been a huge cost. 
for us on the East Coast, it's a pretty big cost, not quite as big as for the West Coast groups that have to fly out um, and then rent vans, rent trucks, et cetera. But this feels like now we're expecting DCA to do the same thing, which is get their members to states away three weeks earlier than we're used to. So I actually did some digging on this. Right now for hurricanes, the dues are uh, $1,250. So just north of a thousand bucks. Um, in my opinion, that's reasonable. I think you could make that happen with some fundraising and with some legwork. In order for us to keep the fees exactly the same in 2024, we are going to need to add 25 members to the drum corps. Now, if I went back and looked at hurricanes year to year, historically, there is zero year in the past 10 or 20 where we went from number X plus 25 the next year. That is a huge percentage of growth for the core. I do not see how we're going to add 25 members to the core. Now, do I want to? Yes. We are always trying to figure out recruiting. We're always trying to figure out how to add membership to the core. I think DCA is under the impression that throwing a brand on top of what we're doing is going to help with our recruiting, much like an open class group promoting themselves to world and expecting the label of world-class to drive recruits. It never works out that way in the short term. Now, for some groups, they figure out how to grow with their membership, and then eventually they get to where they get. I think Connexus Percussion is one of those groups that bump themselves, were on the struggle bus, and then eventually it just took a while, and now they finally have the membership to meet where the design was trying to be and where the execution it needs to be to be a finalist group in Independent World WGI. I am hoping that this co-branded sponsorship, partnership, whatever you want to call it, with DCI is a driver because these members will now have the opportunity to see the DCI cores that they are aspiring to be in. And maybe that will be a driver for them to like pay a little bit more. But I just think when you look at this, it's going to increase costs for the drum cores. And I just don't know if the positives outweigh the negatives in that regard. So the way I'm seeing this all turn out, when we think about DCI open class, DCI old in class or DCA and DCI world class, this is going to be a BOA type of situation at finals. If DCA cores are going to be competing Saturday morning and afternoon, on Saturday, they are A, either not going to rehearse at all, or B, get up at 5 a.m., rehearse for an hour, and then go on between 8 a.m. And, and 1. And the people that are, you know, passionate drum corps fans, they are going to be at the rehearsal sites of the Blue Devils, Crown, the Cadets, Cavaliers, the Blue Coats, watching those cores. They're going to be in the lot at Battery Park, watching the warm-ups. The majority of people that go to India at the end of the year, they're either a family member or they're there to see the big wigs throw down in the most competitive moment of the year. It's so competitive. We only get this high level of marching arts really once a year because WGI never gets as clean as DCI because of the time constraints of the season and because of the nature of the venues that we're in. DCI is always on a different level of transparency, and that's really where Trump Corps blossomed out of his execution. These DCA cores are going to be going on to a borderline empty audience in a huge venue in the way that these like independent A groups go on and UD and it's it's such a small audience 
And that's no like poo-poo on the groups. It's just the way that the audience gets pulled across the events of the week. Because just because DCI has their schedule, what you don't see is a schedule of all of the world-class cores and their warm-up sequences that people want to check out because it's an intimate setting to see cores up close and personal in the lot. And I just think it's going to be an awful experience for these DCA cores to be waking up early as shit to go to Indy, like the travel and the logistics and everything. Like, I just really don't think it's going to be positive. Whereas again, I'm going to reiterate DCA when we have our own finals in Rochester, we are the big fish and we close the night out to a decent audience in a venue that's outside that we're used to being in. And honestly, Rochester is like a good city for us to be in. It's, it's smaller. Um, it just allows us to feel a little more comfortable and, I just feel like we're getting kind of cast off into the margins even more. And I don't think there's going to be audience growth from this. I think that there's going to be audience shrinkage because I don't see the audience that was at DCA finals making their way out to DCI. Some will, but I don't think everyone will. I think it's going to shrink the DCA audience ultimately. Let's keep going. There are no current changes to the personnel judging or the sheets so far. Is DCI getting it completely right with the way that they judge? No, it's never going to be perfect. The sheets benefit certain styles. We all have our tastes. We all have different philosophies and beliefs about the fundamental qualities that we should believe in around the marching arts. So I don't think there ever is a moment where we all are going to like the tape, you know, the, the sheets are perfect. The judges are perfect. We all get first place. Like that's just not what we do, but for there to be no strategy up front around improving the personnel judging the DCA course is absolutely bonkers. Why is DCA partnering up with DCI when they're making them pay more money to get to a championships where very few people will be watching and they will be judged by the same panels that were judging us in Rochester and locally this is insane. And this is not to say there are zero good DCA judges. There are good DCA judges. There are people that are committing themselves to their craft at the all-age level, just like there are at the A-class, at the world-class level. I'm not slandering every DCA judge. But you've got to think, if you are a high-level judge and you have the choice between DCI, WGI, and BOA, and DCA, you're going to choose, especially when these you know, it's it's demanding a lot of you in terms of travel and the exact same schedule now that we're changing it. I am choosing to judge DCI over DCI all all age, all day, right? So unless we are pulling some of the big wigs out of the judging roster from DCI into DCA, which I just simply cannot imagine, we're gonna have the exact same judges. And not that the judging is like broken, but it's just where is the incentive here? I don't feel the incentive on behalf of the DCA cores. When we make this move, I think an incentive would have been, we're going to revitalize the sheets. We're going to revitalize the judging roster. We're going to dig deep. We're going to go in with a new mission statement around what DCA is about. Who is our target market for membership? What is a clear pathway for growth? What are the metrics that we need to hit to prove that we've delivered successfully in this strategic integration, where is this? Like, we're just like, we're joining forces and now DCA is at DCI finals and there's zero strategy and there's zero 
visibility and transparency into like, well, what are you trying to do? We're trying to grow membership and grow ticket sales. As far as I am concerned, the implications of this press release is that we're going to lose cores and we are going to diminish membership because of this timeline. I do not see how this is not going to tank cores financially. I, and if we are asking members to pay more, we're going to start to alienate the members that make up our local cores that you don't see in the top DCI cores because they are iced out based on the price. And because we demand that you have to march DCI in the years that society tells you're supposed to be in college. So I just don't see it. I don't think that DCI and DCI have parsed this out at least publicly in a way that at least me, who I don't know the inner workings of, of everything, I was against this when this was being voted on. Ultimately, it passed, obviously. But where are the numbers that we're going to hit? Where's the visibility into the goals? And when are we meant to hit those goals? I think that needs to be public information. Next up, do we expect DCI to bring more visibility to DCA? if open class cores are currently struggling to fill their ranks. So I used to work with 7th Regiment. It's a core based out of New London, Connecticut. They can barely fill the ranks. Their drum corps is smaller than the Hurricanes, right? Which is great for the Hurricanes. Cool. But open class is a huge vacant chasm where members are not showing up after they're cut from the top cores because it's not attractive to be an open class cores. Small shows... It, the schedule is, is not that tour, you know, attractive schedule where you're getting on the road and you're going all around. It's more localized. You do tour a bit, but there are just all these different facets that lead to a DCI open class not being that attractive place to land. And if that is a missing piece, how is DCI all age going to come in and be successful by any means? And I, I just don't see how... Those aren't representative, right? If what we're seeing in open class is any idea of what we can see for the all-age DCI thing, I think it's going to be more extreme at the all-age level because at least open class, there's a little bit more of that tour experience. There is the age-out component. So I think it does attract some of the younger players, but I just think open class is a case study for what we could potentially expect from DCI all-age and I don't think that's a good thing at all. So main question remaining, who is this merger going to ultimately benefit? Do we really expect the partnership to increase DCA participation from the number of core perspective, from the amount of members within the core, if we can also expect fees to potentially go up? So I have a lot of questions around that, and I don't think that they've been answered, at least from a uh, public marketing communications perspective on DCI's end. Do we expect to see more DCI cores arise or less? I personally see this as a move that will end a drum core. Certain drum cores are not going to want to increase dues because it alienates their low-income members that have nowhere else to march. This is ultimately a, an activity that spawned from a community level infrastructure from VFWs and every town had a drum core. And as those all integrated and as those became the big drum corps we see like the rosemont cavaliers which came out of a boy scout troop or the madison scouts or what have you they became more isolating to their local communities right and now we're flying to drum corps to to audition and it costs five thousand dollars just to get there and audition and it costs another five just to march those top dci cores 
I think moving the DCA cores away from the locality, away from the local championships is ultimately a bad thing from a diversity perspective. I want to see conversations about this from Dan Atchison, from John Carr and the rest. I just don't see that. Obviously, we saw that press release. It's it's pretty surface level, right? It's, it's supposed to make us feel fuzzy. And if you think one degree into it, there's a lot of questions that arise. And lastly, I'm very interested in how this will benefit DCA at all. Um, I don't see the broad audience showing up at Lucas Oil at 7 a.m. to watch the all-age cores. I don't see the audiences showing up. They're going to watch the top cores in their rehearsals. They're going to watch top cores in their lots. I feel like the only change we're going to see is more DCA cores at local DCI shows. That's great. I think it is awesome to have more groups at more local shows. And then I think that we could potentially see some DCA cores decide to pack it up because they can't make it happen um, because they're not able to get to finals in a way. They don't want to increase their fees. They don't want to increase the complexity of uh, their, their logistics. Um, there's all these different reasons why it's, it's so hard to get a group of 100, over 100 people out to states away, right? The liability, all the, the logistics that come with it. So I'm just looking for a little more insight from um, these governing bodies that are making these decisions. Obviously, the directors did vote on this. There are people inside DCA, the directors that believe that this is going to be positive. I don't think that they're right at all. I told my personal director I was against it. I believe he was against it too. He can correct me if I'm misspeaking on that, but I think that there's a lot of questions still floating out there um, regarding this strategic merger. And I just don't know long-term that this is going to be good for the average all-age drum corps. Now, I'm really interested in what you all think. I'm interested in people's insights that know more than me. I'm interested in the insights of memory. So feel free to throw a comment in the in the YouTube comment section um, over on the Dan Band Show Instagram. Um, I want to get the conversation going around this. This is an area that doesn't get a lot of um, attention because, again, open class level and the all-age level, people don't watch this is smaller cores. We're all aspiring to be in Blue Devils, right? And and I get it. I aspire to be in a top core and, and I, I did my time, right? But I just don't know if the brand power of DCI is strong enough to make substantial change to the future of DCA. I think maybe it feels good right now and we use pretty words to express it, but long-term, I think that there are a lot of potential negatives that we're not quite um, getting our eye on and analyzing and communicating out to the broader public um, who this will eventually affect. So that's kind of my take on this, you know, um, not trying to be overly like negative or, or focus on some of the, the unanswered components of this, but I do challenge the leadership in the national governing bodies, DCI and DCA to step up and go, hey, here are the results we are looking to hit by 2030. Here are the benchmarks that we need to pass to decide if this is a success after 2024 and 2025. They did time box it to those two years. If it doesn't work, I'm hoping we go back. Um, and that is the plan, but we don't know because they haven't expressed it yet. So um, holler, let's do a, an interview. I'd love to get um, some of the DCI leadership on here to chat through this maybe John Carr as well. So let's chat. Um, but otherwise, always appreciate y'all checking out the podcast. Um, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to Flow Marching on YouTube. Make sure to follow That Dan Band Show and Flow Marching on Instagram. Leave a review on the podcast. 
um, all of the little interactions and engagements that you can do with the pod, just boost it up and it helps um, with just the subscribers and it helps me to just looking at our metrics behind the scenes. So always appreciate the active listeners, always appreciate those who touch base on the side and express that they like listening. Um, feel free to post that publicly too for, for anyone who uh, hasn't started listening yet. But for now, that's it. I'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you.